Going on, everybody. This is another episode of the Uncut Sheets with the sports card stallion Alex. Me, I am flanked by my co-host Jordan, the loudest mouth east of the Mississippi. What's up, Jordan? What's up, everybody? It's your boy Fat Snacks Cards, also known as Jordan. And today we have the amazing, the powerful, the funny, also a podcast host, Denny Cards. Welcome. Thank you. I thought you were going to say someone else and I was in the wrong uh, stream yard. So thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm just here not to get fined, y'all. Fair enough. We appreciate it. Thank you for coming, buddy. All right. So part of the introduction, you are a father, a collector, a breaker, correct? A hobbyist, podcaster, and it says here head chef at the Bellagio in Vegas. Well, why is that on there? You. So when I worked at the CIA, uh, Culinary Institute <laughs> of America, um, no. So so I will say I wear all sorts of hats in the hobby because I love trying different things. I will say some of them I'm good at, some of them I'm not. Uh, my whole premise of my podcast, The Car Diary by Javier Thompson, is to figure out with doing a lot of different things, seeing what I like and what I don't. Right now, I love podcasting. I love speaking uh, uninterrupted, uh, doing my monologues, and I love having guests on, which I look forward to having you all on in the future. Um, when it comes to breaking, I've realized I'm not a very good breaker. I'm like just kind of uh, – I'm not very good at selling, like the transactional side of things. When, whenever there's a dollar sign, uh, whether it's U.S. or Canadian or otherwise, um, I'm finding that it's not my forte, but it's okay. Like, I just love having fun in the hobby. You know, I'm not a hobby yeah. industry industry insider or anything like that. And as for cooking, I do love to cook. Um, you know, maybe maybe food and cards. Maybe that's something I'll do in the future. I like it. I like it. Nice. nice. What goes first, though, in the shot? Does, does the food go first and then the card in the background or vice versa? Great question. I think it depends on the dish. I, I think it depends on the cuisine, right? I mean, when Legit. it comes to some dishes that are very noodles based, maybe you have the cards in the back. I don't know. I'm just making that up. I have no clue. <laughs> great, great question. It's all about presentation, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know what would be great is like, you know how like people have like that metal thing on top and then you open it up and you could have like dry ice come out and then you just have a card, right? Just okay. why is no one doing that? You, you guys are going to have to pay for that content. Um, I'm going to have to continue on with the show so Denny doesn't give many more of his ideas away. Yeah, subscribe to my Patreon. Um, it's uh, <laughs> pay, pay Alex and then I'll get a cut. Yeah, I'll, I'll pay you uh, like a net 60 or net 90. That's right. Like that's that. right. And mm. actually, now that I'm thinking about it, once you pay Alex, also pay me because, you know, I'm not here to let everyone make money and me not. So let's just throw me in for no reason. I'd really appreciate that. Thank you. Jordan, I do apologize for not saying your name. It was more of a uh, Alex is the front man. I feel like he's a hundred percent. I just look, it's nothing against you. I just have this aura that Alex is more responsible with finances. What? Get the heck out of here. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm, I'm wrong by that. I, I yep, apologize. Yep. Everyone heard it first. I am the business-minded man behind this. So if nice. you're ever thinking, who's the brains of this operation, just know it's your boy, Fat Snacks Cards. That means Alex is the heart. This is true. Or the All fart. Right. Shout out. <laughs> All righty. So um, on to the quick fire. We ooh. do this with all our guests. We like to just have a little bit of fun 
and kind of ask some funny questions before we get mm-hmm. to some of the more heavy hitting stuff. Um, they do that on uh, Top Chef too, by the way. They do quick fire challenge. That's right. Shout style. out to Top Chef. Yep. So, are you sure. ready, Denny, for the quick fire section? I was I was ready years ago. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. All right. First one's an easy one: Samsung mm. or iPhone. Y'all who got, okay, so I do have an iPhone, but when it comes to the the blue bubble, green bubble, I, you know, as an iPhone user, I want to stick with the blue bubbles. Um, If you're a green bubble person, it's not that I don't like you. It's just more like I kind of look down on you a little bit, but you know what the crazy thing is? Samsung is Korean. I'm Korean American, so I should probably like it. Look, you know, we all talk about color when it comes to the bubbles on our screens. Um, (laughs) I embrace all. I, I don't. I don't see color. You know what? You know what? Let's just say iPhone, but I am colorblind. You know you can change the theme and the colors on those on those wow. iMessage bubbles, right? That was some I, riveting stuff right there, ladies. Eureka. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Thank you. <laughs> all right, you're, this you're one's a little more guy. controversial, Dunny. This one's pretty messed up. I don't even know why we have this in here. Did you want to say it, Jordan? Do you want to ask? Come on. What? The next one? Yeah, this next one is pretty controversial. So we had to throw in a curveball. Jello or pudding? <laughs> Denny's sweating over here for any of our uh, audio listeners thinking he was about to get a demonstrative freaking question. <laughs> well, one. I do love the uh, viral sound that my money don't jiggle, jiggle, right? Yeah. It it pours or no, I get that. I got it that messed up. This is where um, I know you guys recently had Colin Shoemaker on and he had that. Incre- he has incredible cards, especially the Bill Cosby one. I feel like Bill Cosby has completely soured me on pudding. Uh, no, True. Jello. No, it's pudding. He goes, mm, right. I, you know what? I shouldn't impersonate Bill Cosby. Um, at least it's one of the two and, and nothing else. So Jello, okay, here's the thing, guys. I do believe with Jello being the brand name, that pudding, they also make pudding. So Jello is actually the umbrella of, of which pudding is almost under. But then we also know that pudding is its own separate thing. So you have these two concentric circles with a Venn diagram. <laughs> they kind of do this thing, Jello. So, are we talking about J E L L hyphen O, which is a brand name, not official sponsor of Uncut Sheets, um, and and the Car Diary, and then Pudding? So you kind of go like that, and then are we talking about that middle part? So you know what? I'm gonna have to abstain from this one. I'm sorry um, because I don't have a conclusive. Um, I don't have all of the information to answer. So hard pass. Shout out to Gelatin Brand if you're looking to uh, sponsor uh, the hobby or what Denny's uh, podcast or Uncut Sheets. You know, just hit us up. We're looking for big sponsors. You know, so shout out to Jello Brand. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, they're they're made by grounded down animal bones. That's gelatin. Hey, as long as it talk, it it tastes chocolate flavored. I'm down. So. And okay. Once you have animal bones, it's like, well, what do you do with them, right? They're already dead. Um, yes. They've skinned them, um, all that stuff. Sorry, PETA, if you're listening. Sorry, PETA. PETA also, PETA, we are looking for another sponsor. <laughs> yeah. True, true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, next question. What is your favorite hobby podcast to listen to? I mean, 
I'm I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm honored to be wow. here. Stop. So, I, aside from us, aside from yours, anybody I, else? I, I am such a consumer. There's so many that I like. Uh, I can't wait to get to the podcasting chapter episodes for my, for my podcast. Um, the original one that I really first listened to was Rob Gerard with the Sports Card Therapist. Um, since then, have I branched out to you know Wax Museum Podcast, Stackings Labs, um, Cage and Cardboard, Labs. Cage Lawyer, The Hobby with Cage, um, Carts to the Moon, I'm so sorry if I'm missing people. Uh, not that, like, you know, I hope no one's going to get There's so many right answers. You're just naming there's so many good ones. Few. There's, yeah. You're just naming a few, but there's probably plenty more you listen to. I consume so much. Um, and I try to do it in 1x speed, but sometimes I do have to go to 2x speed to kind of uh, consume as much as I can. But I'm just a sponge. I just love learning. That's my main thing. And I think I get better as a podcaster by just consuming content and just yeah. seeing what I can, you know, parts that I like and what I don't like. And I just kind of like, um, uh, make it my own. That's how you so, blend into your own style. Yeah. yeah. Well, Danny, cool. What's your, what's your one favorite. If you had one hour left on this earth, you were locked in a room and they, and someone threw you a phone and the only app it had on there was a podcast app. Which hobby besides us, we don't want the, the, the booty kissing. Hmm. All right. Oh, don't make me choose. Okay. Just so we can move this podcast along, I will say this. I find the monologue episodes from Cage Lawyer to be the most riveting. I feel like I learned the most. He has a really good cadence. Uh, I think that, you know, there's this thing in jazz where they say sometimes uh, silence can be a note, you know, like kind of like he has this cadence that I really like. And uh, nothing against other folks. I binged Rob's podcast like a hundred episodes in a, in like six weeks, which was intense but fun uh, when I first started back in the hobby. But I gotta say, right now for the best bang for my buck, which is free because they're all free, uh, I'll go with Cage Lawyer. Shout out oh. to Cage Lawyer. Yeah, yeah. He, can't argue that. I think you're right about his cadence and just how he talks and his pace. He's very good at what he does. I will give yeah. you that, especially like the monologue solo stuff. He is yeah. very, very good. Shout yeah. out to Cage Lawyer. All right, next one. Uh, Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson? All right, as someone who's in the D.C. area with the Ravens so close, I feel like I have to go with Lamb Jack um, just from, you know, we're all, okay, I don't like talking too much current events and especially football because I'm more of a basketball guy. But, uh, you know, I did go see uh, one of the Ravens games live last year. Uh, I went the last two years. A lot of fun. Um, he wasn't playing. <laughs> um, he he was an MVP. He's a former MVP. Um, and I just feel like there is a lot of, say, uh, what's the new shiny object, right? That happens a lot in prospecting and, car, you know, sports and in cards. Yeah. <laughs> The Bengals were dusted until, you know, until they got Burrow. And who knows, right? Is it the is it the organization? Is it the coach? Is it the quarterback itself? They have a great thing going on right now. So I think a lot of people would say Burrow, but I'm going to go with my kind of like local affinity. And I'll just say, hey, you know what, Lamar, like you are, <laughs> you're very impressive when you're healthy. Good answer. Good answer. Got to be, got to be a homer. You just do. It's only natural, right? Sports, man. Percent. All right. Next, we're buying you a break. So uncut cheats is like Denny. We love you. We're gonna buy you into a nice break. 
we're giving you either NBA hoops mm. or Panini NBA Chronicles because mm. we're cheap as hell. <laughs> Thank you. So, <laughs> you. You didn't think you were getting a flawless break, did no, you, buddy? No, no, no. E- so, even in a, so, you know what I love is fun. even even in a hypothetical, you guys are like, we're gonna go cheap. Like this isn't even <laughs> real money. It's like your fake money. We save our hypothetical dollars yes, for around here. <laughs> you budget. You have a budget. And just so you know, that's due to my business-minded brain over here. You know, mm. the brains over here. We're not even faking with hypothetical money no so, yes that's how so, serious we are guys so so this break is it so it's a percy right you're i'm it's a percy this break you get a whole box of either or nba chronicles or nba hoops whatever year you want it don't matter just we'll get you make it a little bit more wide so some of uh some of the listeners may bristle at uh low-end product and I get that. Um, you know, I think there's so much in social media where we're always looking at the most expensive cards and the flawless and the NT RPAs. And to me, it, it looks really sterile. It's a, it is almost like stocks. The, these cards are so fungible and liquid and plentiful and they, they have very fixed price points and they, they go up and down based on the you know player's performance and injury and all that, where to the point, I just feel like there's there's they're pretty empty. I really do. So why do I say that? Uh, the reason I say that is because I do think that uh, with Hoops and Chronicles, we do need different price points for people in the hobby, right? I mean, they are m- more geared towards kids. So why are we making fun of people who are collecting those type of cards? I'm a low-end collector, right? So... I would say I like the idea of Chronicles for the variety. Um, there are definitely some discontinued um, lines. Like I remember when I was in the hobby in, uh, two th- from 2007 to 2012, um, you know, I do remember gold standard and, you know, they're not plentiful in there, but when you can hit one, that's nice. Um, so I'll go with Chronicles just for the variety. And, you know, for the people who want to poo poo low end, I get it, but like, there's no reason to like, I think some people are even already embarrassed collecting it where they don't even want to show it on their social media. But to me, to me, I'm like, let's normalize low end. Yeah. uh, I think that's a very strong message. You know, not everyone needs to have the $10,000 card, the $5,000 card, let alone the hundred dollar card. If you have a five cent card and you freaking love that thing, Mm -hmm. that's amazing, dude. That's what yeah. the hobby's about. There's no barrier to money or this. Now, obviously, there there's some cool high-end cards, but like I love hoops and I'm not trolling. I love mm-hmm. Chronicles. I think yeah. you can hit a lot of cool stuff. You get a lot of variety, and they load it because they know it it is a lower-end product and they want people to buy. I think that was a very powerful message, and I think it it should oh. no one should ever be embarrassed about what they collect or what they love. At the end of the day, we're all card collectors. And that's what matters, right, Alex? Yeah. Low end is in the eye of the beholder. Remember that one. Thank exactly. you. Exactly. All right, Alex, next question. You, I'll let you go away with this one. All right. You have one sport to watch for the rest of your life. Only mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Which sport are you watching? Well, I think everyone can tell from this and my background, the logo, that I'm going to say pickleball. So coming. Nothing screams 90s sports more than pickleball and the amazing athlete, um, Rory McRorlson. He's uh, up and coming. Uh, 
Jordan, they call Jordan Michael, uh, Jordan Michelle, actually. He's the Michael Jordan of pickleball. Ooh, okay. Uh, RPA Winleaf? Or, oh, yeah, no. His his RPA, let me tell you, when you include the part of the pickle in the card, you got to watch out. Like, that thing can go for a lot of money. Moldy Pickle Relic coming soon. <laughs> It's, it's beautiful. All right. So if you basketball. had only one meal to eat for the rest of your life, I know we're giving you a lot of single choices, but rest of your life, we're like, you know, it's going to be a boring meal or a boring life, but you only can eat this one meal. That's it. What are you going with? What's that like? This is versatile enough where I want to eat this every day. Wow. <laughs> The hard hitting questions here on Uncut Sheets. I know. It's really tough. You know, there's got to eat. I got to, I got to, I, I promise. So you guys sent some things in advance. I did not read all of it. Um, you know, I'm just, a, I'm super, I'm, I'm just hi hatting everyone. I'm super busy, right? So I can't read everything. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually also literate. So that, that helps. So it makes two of us. Yes, exactly. Three. Three. Yes. Oh, we're good with numbers, though. Look at that, guys. Look at that. So, I will say something like this. Uh, it's going to be like paella or jambalaya because Ooh, you have exactly. a variety, right? Like one day you're like, you know what? I'm so sick of this meal, but I'm going to eat just the chicken. And then it's like the, the other day I'm just going to eat just the andouille sausage. The other day I'm just going to eat the shrimp. So you get the mix. So you're like, I'm so tired of this dish, but let me explore other areas within this and just focus on that one particular type of meat. So I think that's the only answer. If anyone gives you any other answer, they just didn't think about jambalaya and paella. But I will go with paella because it is more savory. It's got that like really umami flavor. So there we go. That was a pro big boy answer. And I am so, so yeah. proud of you. Thank you. So Thank you. I'm getting really hungry. So, <laughs> so we got to wrap the, no, I'm just <laughs> What's the, uh, the one dessert? <laughs> the one you dessert. go ahead with the last one, buddy. Okay. Denny. Yes. I just got off the phone. Mm. Uh, and I was told that I can get you a breaker job anywhere. Mm. Who are you breaking for? <laughs> I don't remember this question. Um, so, I mean, what do I what what do I say here, right? I mean, like the the ones that people know, right, are the ones that are the most controversial, right? Is is anyone known to be a good breaker who's not controversial? Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess recently, uh, the biggest one is Leighton, and I don't even know if they're like looking for breakers, uh, backyard bleacher, like these. They've had some mini controversies, although I don't think backyard is as bad as a bleacher, uh, in terms of like. The worst thing they did, it's almost like LeBron. The worst thing LeBron did was do the decision in like the Boys and Girls Club at YMCA and like make and a big Chicago deal. Chicago will never forgive him for it. it no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And then when it comes to Backyard, they really just didn't give out a free card. Um, but thinking about all those hours and all those streams and all those breakers they've had, for them to have that be the worst thing they did, it is kind of like LeBron's worst thing he did was was the decision, whereas you have Michael Jordan who's like gambalizing and womanizing and all that. Um, but yeah, I you, you, you guys mentioned earlier, you know, who do I break with or like I, I am a breaker. Like I found the, the 941 sports cards team uh, that's based out of Bradenton, Florida. And I grew up in Fort Lauderdale, Florida for a little bit, but their area code is 941. 
And I wouldn't break with anyone else because it's just so much fun. And they're, they are like wholesome. They're not the ones who are cursing and, and yelling. Like I'm not, I'm not that type of breaker either. Like I like to have fun. I, I try to be silly. I try to humanize the entire experience because breaking is not just the, uh, the in camera or the hands, you know, the, the front of the face, you know, to use the analogy of the restaurant, you have the waiter, right? You have the person who's serving you. But there's all those people in the back of the house, the, the, the chefs and the cooks and the line the line cooks. Those are the people who sometimes the scams happen where people uh, you may be scammed by someone uh, who you never see on camera, who you don't even know their name. They don't even have Instagram. And they're the back of the house. They're the sorters. They're the fillers. They're the packers, uh, not the Green Bay Packers. But when it comes to. Uh, breaking teams um, and breakers like, you know, nine for one has been really good. And, um, you know, I, I, I really do enjoy doing things with them. Where can or what nights of the week? I can't talk all of a sudden. What nights of the week or what days of the week can we find you on 914? So I generally do Friday evenings from like 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern, uh, just one night a week. So I'm not a full time breaker. I do have my regular day job, which I like to extricate from all this other, sure. you know, from the hobby stuff. But when it comes to that schedule, it's like, you know, I think recently like uh, Hobby with Cage or Cage Lawyer, like he does the coffee. He does it on Drip. Actually, I'm also on Drip as well. Um, we've also done like TikTok where like literally there's 600 people in the room like TikTok uh, live. You know, when people when they started kicking off the breakers, it was really interesting because everyone was like, oh, yeah, they're just waiting to figure out how to monetize it, change their API, change their platform so that they can actually get a cut out of sure. all the stuff that was going all the transactions. So that's what they did. And, you know, there's no auction format in TikTok Live. So it's a lot of PYT and all of that. Sure. But when it comes to drip, they're still auction, they're still random. And I like that because I'm not the type of breaker who likes to price everything out. Um, I just let the market I like when the market just decides. And if you have enough people in the room, uh, if you have a critical mass of people who are willing to price it as close to market as possible, you you know, you don't lose money on in breaks. And yeah. that's what I like about being a part of a breaker team as opposed to doing it myself, which is what I did and whatnot earlier, like last year. Um, I like that I don't have the pressure of figuring out, am I going to be net positive on this wax that I personally bought? I just like to kind of like break 100%. and just have a fun time. Yeah, that makes complete sense. I loved breaking when I did it. And I think your point of um, shouting out Drip, they're a great platform. I've used Whatnot. I've used Drip. I've used almost every platform you can think, eBay, and all the forms of places you can do breaks in uh, Facebook Live. Mm -hmm. Drip was so streamlined. I loved how they had the way to price everything and do everything. I really, really enjoy that app a lot. Shout out to Drip. So, no, I really, and I want the only thing I'll add to that is, uh, you know, congratulations, new sponsor to this podcast, the Uncut Sheets, powered by Alt and Drip, uh, Sports on Drip, catch them live every day. Uh, use ten dollars free promo code. Use that. <laughs> Hell yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Just kidding. All right, next next queue. All right, Alex, you want to start off with the main question? Yep. Congrats, by the way, for passing the quick fire challenge, Denny. Thank uh, you. That was the appetizer. Now this is the entree. This is the entree. Where it's it's getting ready to steam right in front of you, and you're gonna have to wait unless you really want to burn your tongue. So you Ooh. let me know what you want to do by answering this question, Denny. Why yeah. did you want to have your own podcast? I think I know the answer, but I'm yeah. gonna let you 
I'm going to let you go. So I love to talk uninterrupted for very long periods of time. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know. No, you're not. It was it was so much fun listening to content and podcasts. It, it's like when I see people having fun, I want to do it too. It's like that's my mindset. And I also wanted to see how hard it was, you know, like and it is hard. It, and it is, you know, some of my earlier stuff, even my recent stuff, I just can't listen to. I just don't. I. It sounds weird. I don't like the sound of my own voice, which is like everyone, I guess. But when I have to like cut reels or promos and ed, you know edit things, I have to hear it. But when it comes down to why I have one, um, it, it's for fun. Like, honestly, I wanted to have one just to have maybe a platform to kind of speak and just kind of like share information. I just felt like I was absorbing so much information. And I haven't seen someone else have a similar podcast mind where – I am trying different things. Again, the hobby S. Thompson angle comes from the the author Hunter S. Thompson, who would embed himself in legend, legend, and he would do these different things. Hobby legend, actually, right? No, I'm just kidding. Can you imagine Hunter S. Thompson as a breaker? He would have like <laughs> the craziest breaks in the world. Be all um, out of his mind on all sorts. Just completely, of things. completely. Oh my gosh! There are some people from the past where you're like, can you imagine them like on a stream? Like, can you imagine like Cleopatra on a stream? I don't know. Anyway, um, but no, I you know when it comes down to why I wanted to have a podcast, it's just a different medium. I love posting on Instagram. I don't do anything on Instagram that for me isn't fun. There are definitely things that I've done where. Um, it's upset people or, you know, like I say on my podcast, my soup is again, kind of going back to the, uh, the food analogy, my soup is going to be too hot for some people. It's going to be too cold for some others. And for hopefully for some people, it's going to be just the right temperature. And, you know, I'm hoping that for people who like, you know, my type of content, which can be silly, funny, endearing, there's some things that I love to romanticize, especially nostalgia and family. Um, I hope that it's just right for you. Hundred percent, man. Got to find your regulars, right? Back yeah. to the food analogy, and uh, yeah, I do like, I do like the whole, like wholesome family and nostalgia um, bit because I can definitely relate to that. I mean, we're, I'm 39. I think you're 39 as well. I'm a man. I'm 40, brother. Okay, I'm oh, almost wait, there. Why did I combine Hulk Hogan and, and Oklahoma Mike Gundy and Randy Savage? <laughs> I'm a man. I'm 40. Yeah, no, that's the one. We knew it. Um, but no, I, you know, it's so funny. Sometimes I feel like people, I, I really feel like Alex, you're older than me and not because you, you know, like, oh, you're, you're, you look older, but it's more like when you listen to some people's content, you just feel like they have this sense of uh, like, you know, like you should give them deference or reverence. And you and I have been on a podcast before with uh, the Reckless crew mm -hmm. and you know so much where I learn from you. And I'm just kind of like, I almost feel like I look up to you, you know? So uh, you've given me so, <laughs> yeah, you're levitating both from my compliments, but also because you're so tall. <laughs> and um, yeah. No, but uh, I, I really do appreciate, like you've, you've really shared so much of your insight and knowledge to me that I feel like I've grown a lot too. Um, and then there's Jordan. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all honesty, I think what you're saying is uh, really strong, except all the compliments to Alex. <laughs> Let's calm down. He was just compensating. He really, you should see what he DMs me privately. Yeah. Uh, but we'll keep that between us. I won't embarrass yes. you. Well, they're all in the form of So I would rather I agree with you. Us, early podcasts and stuff, 
were really tough. Like when I listen back to them, you kind of have to find your pace. Like just now, I think me and Alex are starting to get into our real groove, like where we kind of don't interrupt each other. We let the guests speak. We try to conversate. There was, you listen to some of our early stuff. We're all over each other. We're stuttering. We're word fumbling. Maybe I was a little too wild. Maybe I was like this, that, you, you know, like you have to find your lane. And I think that that actual takes time and you're only going to keep getting better and better. So like with your stuff, with our stuff, I think what they see today. And if you enjoy it today, you're only going to like it that much more in a month because I truly feel like, and I tell Alex this all the time. I think me and him are just hitting our stride. Like, and I think there's still a lot of room to grow, but I think we really have kind of mastered our format, how we want to do it, what we want to do. Same with people like you and a lot of people. It's not really even, we're not even a finished product yet. So I always say there's a lot more room to grow. And uh, I just wanted to agree with you kind of and piggyback on that. Thank you, Jordan. I have nothing witty or silly to say to that. I do. Uh, Jordan is completely lying. There's no cadence or anything. The only reason we don't talk over each other is because this little button here when I push it, it sends 110 volts to his chair, and then he stops talking, and then I can actually talk. This is true. Right, Jordan? But, but that's when Jordan really likes that feeling, right? So he's oh, just, like, interrupting yeah. all the time. He's like, do it again. Family oh. show. Family show. Family show. <laughs> Today it is. Today. It is. All right. So next topic. Tell us about a few of your ventures you have in the hobby because we always like to highlight stuff that you guys are doing and things you want to promote or share or just love in the hobby. So tell us about a couple of those ventures and uh, yeah. So I, I really appreciate you allowing me to kind of do that. But, you know, when it comes to like, I feel like every week in the hobby feels like a month because so much, th so many things happen. And right now, and, and I hope for a long time, but I really love podcasting to the point where my eBay sales are kind of like slow or, or sure. non-existent um, streaming on drip. Uh, when it comes to uh, that, uh, it's like, I would like to put more research and time into do, setting it up and, you know, doing po uh, pre and post stream stuff is, is time consuming. Um, but when it comes to what I'm doing right now, like I, I'm not doing a lot of buying because uh, well, one, not, not just because of my podcast, but I've got national next week. I don't know when this is going to air, but when it comes down to uh, getting my resources together, like I'm just kind of gathering up the troops, right? Like I think we all are, we're trying to yeah. inventorize what we're going to bring and what we're going to do and schedule. Okay. So right now is such a critical, it's, it's like a flashpoint for a lot of people where we're all just kind of like barreling towards what I like to call the, is going to be the hobby multiverse of the national where all, we're all Spider-Man and we're all just going to be like pointing at each other, like you, 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 like we're all going to be hobbyists and we're all going to be colliding and I can't wait to, to do that. So I have no like ventures. I'm not hobby in this industry insider. I don't monetize anything. Maybe that'll change in the future. And I'm, and I will, you know, welcome my corporate overload overlords as they bring me into their alien ship. But for, for right now, I'm just having a blast, man. Really. I have like no agendas like this. I, and I think that's what resonates with people is yeah. I'm not selling them anything. Like I don't, I'm not a good business person, y'all. Like I just like having fun. 
This episode is brought to you by Alt.xyz, guys, our beloved sponsor of The Uncut Sheets. So make sure to check them out. <laughs> available now via Google Play Store and Apple App Store. Yeah. See? See? And one day you can be just as good as us, Denny. Yes. I need a Jordan in my life, clearly. And I'm not just talking about Michael Jordans. I need I need the Jordan here who can uh, be my hype man or hype Pro, uh, brand hype person, yeah. I am only a robot. I need yes. Jordan. I need All right, Jordan. so next question. This is actually a pretty lighthearted one. Who do you PC? You like to collect. We know you as Denny Cards. We obviously a collector, fun-hearted guy, podcast guy like us. Yeah. But let's get to the collecting, the nitty-gritty. Who do you like? What do you collect? So for a long time as a, as a kid and as a young adult. And like when I first came back into the hobby, like last almost a year now, like it was all like Jordan, Jordan, uh, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan. But you know, like I, I knew this as a young adult, definitely not as a kid, but he is like, we were talking about earlier, like the differences between LeBron and Jordan. Do I think Jordan on court and all his accomplishments is like the best, uh, you know, the goat? Yes. But, we also know that he is uh, very much a flawed individual, like all of us are. So maybe I should give him some of somewhat of a pass. But because I am like a family man and like a father, right, to to uh, two young, wonderful young kids, like I just feel like his, I don't know, je ne sais quoi is just not within me. It doesn't comport with what I'm trying to raise my kids with. So um, I gravitate more maybe towards like the the more – like squeak your clean i don't know what to say but it's definitely basketball you know i don't pc i i buy and sell baseball and football and not hockey and um a lot of pickleball um to fund my 90s basketball habit um i also pc uh kit things for my kids who you know like uh, my son loves larry bird and jason tatum so i'll pick up what i can of that i'll That's probably do some fire. of that at national um, but you know, I want to support the local Washington wizards, but, um, it's not cause they're terrible. It's just that we don't have like a family, like I, I root for them and I, and I want them to do well. And I really look forward to collecting maybe this, uh, Bilal Kulabali, who is, uh, Wembaniana's uh, running mate from Metropolitan 92. Okay. Uh, he's, he was their, uh, first pick, uh, first round pick. And I look forward to doing more of that with my kids, but when it comes to, you know, who do I PC? Like, I just love 90s basketball. Like right now I'm PCing maybe more like sets, like 2007, 2008 Upper Deck Art, NBA Artifacts, uh, 2008, 2009 Topps Chrome Orange Refractors, um, you know, rare 90s inserts that I that catch my eye on, you know, eBay, PWCC, um, Alt. I got to get into Alt. I got to get into Com C because I hear there's a lot of good stuff in there. Com C at me. Go ahead. I won't bite. Maybe I will. But so that's my answer. Awesome. Good answer. answer. Hey, Denny, quick question. This one's off the cup or off the cuff, not the cup. (laughs) Um, How many hours do you think you have logged in your lifetime playing NBA Jam? Oh, I am going to put a challenge out there. Apparently, in the CGC booth at National, they're going to have some arcade games, and and one of them is going to be NBA Jam. I told them I'm going to straight up dominate and take over, and I'll be there the entire National if I have to. But 
Uh, everyone better bring their quarters. Y'all better bring your quarters. I will dominate anyone in that game. I know exactly where all the spots are. <laughs> I know exactly how to conserve my energy with the with the push and the steals and the blocks. Um, I mean, I'll play. I I I don't want to say I can use any team, but how much time have I logged? The hours hours don't even you know when you're having fun with something you don't count the hours. <laughs> but Malcolm Gladwell has this theory about ten thousand. It takes ten thousand hours to master yeah, anything. So I guess I would say I 10 times overmastered NBA Jam. So 100,000 hours. Jesus. All righty then. I just want it to be known, Denny. Yeah. Don't be crying when I beat you because I just want this to be known. At a little card shop, shout out to Shy Breaks in Chicago. Mm -hmm. uh, they used to have an NBA Jam's uh, mm -hmm. machine there. And I was uh, our league champ three years running. So, all right. Who was your team? No, you got some stiff competition. So, Who, who's your team? Is it the Bulls? Is it Pitt? Is it Pippen and Grant? Randoms with you. I could close my eyes and just, you know, just, you know, that's how confident I am. You know, I'm like the lock over here. I'm about to hit the people's elbow on you. Oh, nice. I love it. I can't wait. I can't wait. So you I heard can't this wait first, Denny cards versus Fat Snacks cards at the National, at the NBA Jams machine. Don't miss it. Yeah, we're, there's actually a sport betting line uh, with bet.us. No, is that a real thing? I don't know. <laughs> um, use promo code. Denny's new sponsor. Sheets. Yeah, new sponsor. I mean, everyone's being sponsored by gambling stuff now. I mean, because they have so much deep pockets. But no, um, I look forward to that. And uh yeah, let's make some fun content or whatever out of that and just have fun with it. Absolutely. 100%. Awesome. Alex, go ahead with the next one. Okay, so this one, uh, can you tell us about the Michael Rubin post that you made? I think it was last month. The, the autograph thing? Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, you'd have to go back to my archives, which no one really does with anyone's content because it's all it's always what what have you done for me recently, right? Um, but yeah, but, uh, maybe like two or three months ago. But uh, so I had it, it wasn't prompted by anything other than me just looking at my cards, right? A lot of us just look at our cards and we just kind of get inspired by something. So it was really much ado about nothing. But when I looked at some of my cards and I saw these initial autos. I just, it really stood out to me that I had one that said JK for Jonathan Kaminga and one that said KJ for Keon Johnson. And I'm like, man, when someone has the initials JK and they put that as their auto, it really does feel like trolling, like JK, right? Just kidding. Mm -hmm. So I, I thinking nothing of it, and I, I forget how many likes are on it, but you know, like in, in the three digits or in the hundreds, um, people started post uh you know like liking it and engaging with it and i love you know more than the likes it's the engagement i love learning what people are thinking what they have to say and uh for the most part i just love when people you know are able to engage civilly right we can all disagree but so long as we can do it in a civil manner because of course the internet is ripe with so many civil uh respectful people um i i just posted about it and then i add i i tagged or i added um michael rubin because uh because I don't know why not, why not? Right. why not? Right. I have like no platform, nothing to do. And so I just added him and then he amazingly, I guess uh, him or his social media account, you know, manager or creator, but they, they just responded that, Hey, 
we don't have those licenses yet, but once we do, we'll own up to it and then we'll, you know, we'll take care of it. So um, I asked him, oh, that's really cool. Like, can I share that out? So they said, sure. He or, he or they said, sure. So I just screen grabbed that. And then I posted that up saying, hey, you know, Michael Rubin's going to, you know, clean up the autographs or, you know, the, the, the people think, oh, you can't force athletes to change their signature auto. But I will say straight up, it's not that I want, I romanticize so much and my thinking is make us care or make us think that you care. Okay. Maybe your auto is just two initials and maybe it's just an X or a line or whatever it is. But I think a lot of us, why do we want on card autos versus sticker autos? It's almost like we romanticize this feeling of this athlete's hands touch the card. They brush their palm brushes by or their fingertips touch the card as opposed to just stickers or that they just don't care. Make us feel like you care. That's the main thing. And so the more longer or more beautiful the auto looks, I think we just think or or we romanticize that there is some care going into it and not just their agent saying, hey, here's 2000 autos you got to do in two hours. Go do it now. Like, you know, being told to do it. It's like it's like that uh, saying or that uh, I've seen this meme from what is that movie oh my god not movie that tv show where they're stranded on that island now i'm completely messing with lost lost it's like i think the character's name was ben he's like i don't want you to care i want i don't want you to do it i want you to want to do it that's the whole thing that's clippable right there i don't want you to do it or i don't want you to want you god well that's not clippable. <laughs> I don't want you to do it. I want you to want to do it. Yes. Jordan. There you go, baby. There you go. That's why he's the big bucks. That's the that's the money man right there. But no, honestly, no, that's a very strong point is uh, at the end of the day, there's a lot of things to romanticize or be nostalgic about or kind of, you know, fanboy out about the hobby. And it's the little things that count. Like, you know, like there's, it, it, it really seems niche or goofy. Like, oh, you, all you care, like it's special that they actually hard sign the card. Like mm-hmm. all they're doing is just actually signing the card instead of a sticker. But like little things like that matter. Just mm-hmm. like, you know, game worn versus not game worn. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, game war is more expensive for the company. I'm not saying everything needs to be game worn. I think that's goofy for people to expect that. But there's a reason why we cherish it. This is something they wore on a court. We feel a little part of that. Obviously, there's history into why we like our teams, what players we like, and down to even autographs. I mean, look at why Kobe autographs are so coveted. Mm -hmm. His beautiful floaty auto. Why are Michael Jordan? I mean, these are all-time greats also. But I'm just saying, on top of them being all-time greats, they have some of the most beautiful signatures. Jordan autos, you know, stuff like that. It, it, it just it makes you feel a certain way when you see it and it's like to know that they gave a crap feels very mm-hmm. good. like it's like, like you said oh like a guy i love patrick williams shout out to the bulls shout out to patrick his auto is a p yep and then he puts a line and then a w and it's like <laughs> oh, man don't like, Courtney Reckless is going to come after you she's she's not going to be happy that you said that yeah. uh, two things i want to say to that one Jordan Curry, they have very recognizable and and Kobe. Curry has uh, a beautiful they, auto. Loopy, it takes time. He he, they Panini early Panini ran him down. They 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 completely. I'm not saying that. Oh, I'm not gonna make that joke. Jeez, um, but they really uh, 
you know, Panini really uh, took a, a full advantage of having Kobe sign as many as much as he can, but he always took care. Kobe, Michael, Curry, I think these greats, they're not just great on the court, but they knew that from a business standpoint, their autograph was their brand, part of their brand. It was actually something that they knew was recognizable and that they wanted people to identify with that particular way of, you know, doing it. It's very smart, very smart. The second thing I want to say, though, is with regards to the Patrick William and, you know, shout out Courtney, Reckless Cards, Too Thick Pod, fam, the, 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 the Thickalos. Um, but when it comes to uh, a comment Courtney made on that post too, which I really appreciate because I think we should talk about this more is, um, you know, are we commoditizing players, right? I mean, are, are, they're not robots, they're humans. I remember Courtney said something like, well, have you ever signed a thousand autos at one time? I mean, very I true. I can jokingly say yes, but no, I, I have never been paid $3 theoretically. theoretically, not yet. Right. Not yet. Um, not to me five uh five dollars per per autograph uh for a two-hour signing where i can make ten thousand dollars signing two thousand autographs i don't know if that math works out but um you know like that to me like i understand like we're, we're not machines my whole the whole premise of my podcast is we're human let's humanize each other let's not think of each other as like a nameless faceless person in the internet like let's really get to know each other and let's humanize the whole process so yeah i do think that there is some commoditization of athletes with their involvement in the hobby like we are literally saying here's your card you do well it goes it's more expensive it's the same exact card but we're just saying um there's a value to this because of the way you're performing and isn't that commodities yeah yeah, I, I think the reason why we bring up like the sticker versus the on-card thing and you talked about the the hand that touched the card, it's because there's like psychology behind it, right? We grew up as kids with that ingrained into our like collecting uh, mentality. We got on-card autos and that's all we got if we got an auto. Yeah. We got game-used memorabilia and that's all we got. There was no Dick Sporting Goods patches or swap anything like that so it's like oh back in my day kind of mentality mm -hmm. right Nostalgia, yeah. and being able to transition to that is tough mm -hmm. as collectors because one we learn that as kids and anything you learn as kids is just so ingrained into you yeah especially when it comes to hobby yeah um i think that it's 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 difficult right getting a sticker mm -hmm. auto or a non-game used card but uh i think that's a bit of the psychology behind it i think uh i think fanatics will figure that out though for us because hope they... so right i mean they they own all the collectibles and the the merchandise and the jerseys like it just seems like the, there is so much vertical integration going on with their processes which again i'll i'll welcome the corporate overlords so long as they take care of us right um but when it comes to this whole idea that i like jordan what he said earlier like you know we get so like you know it's so important and it's like the more passionate, the more passion there is in any hobby, the small things do matter. It's so important, right? The more niche or the more like the more rabid the fan base is, we're going to pick apart every little thing. And these are big boulders, the player worn, game worn and the sticker autos on card autos. So we are, of course, going to latch on. And you know what? Fanatics, they may not like it because they might because they're not going to make everyone happy. And they're like, what do you want? These on-card autos, but cheaper. You know, like uh, we've made it so efficient with sticker autos with Panini and all that. Of yeah. course, we want 
the best products for the least amount of money. That's just human nature. But they should be so lucky to have us as collectors care so much. Like, I think that's the passion that they um, maybe they're commoditizing. I don't know. But like the fact that we care, it's so much better than having a group of people that who don't care. hundred percent. Absolutely. And... Uh-oh. Is that oh. Jordan's? He froze, but oh no, we'll go on to the next question as he sure. figures that out. All right, um, Denny, do you, and we have? I think you have ten minutes, correct? Or you know five. what? Let's let's keep, let's let's go until the wheels fall off. Okay, we've got three <laughs> questions left. Um, All right, do you have any limitations to who you would have on your podcast? Everyone has their own bubble that they're comfortable with, and can you explain why? I'm not saying like name names or anything like that, but like what are the limitations as to like who you would have? You know, it's really interesting you ask that because completely separately and randomly, um, people have asked me, would you have this person on or that person on? And, I, and I'm not going to say the names of who DMs me and the names they DMs me. But, there, you know, the hobby's always got, uh, you know, I, I don't like to say sides because I think we're all the same circle of collectors and hobbyists. But there are people within the ecosystem who are more maybe polarizing or more, you know, uh, not industry or hobby safe. Um, but I'm still of the belief that when it comes down to who I would have on my podcast to talk with, you know, bubbles and comfort zones are nice and they feel safe and it's like a warm bath. But when it comes down to it, yeah. you don't really grow when you're always within your comfort zone. You don't get to learn as much when you're always in your comfort zone. So I'm willing to have a wide range Point. of people. But the main thing for me, because I am like trying to keep some modicum of civility with my content and my space in the hobby is it just has to be civil discussion. Like, I don't want people, even if they disagree with me, uh, I don't want there to be like to, to be a yelling match or to be like just dropping F-bombs everywhere and just cursing and being sure. like, because, you know, like my podcast, even if even though I don't think many kids are listening to it you know parents could be putting it in on on their car drive you know their drop while dropping off the kids to school or at their next activity or putting it on while they're making dinner and for me it's important to just kind of keep my content family friendly in that regard while you know exploring some difficult subjects sure but um i'm willing to have people on if they're willing to be civil and cordial and professional about it and i know that professionalism is funny because I'm not making money off it. They're likely not making money off it, but I do think that yeah. there has to be a modicum of civility. I agree. Like if you want all swearing and yelling at people, all you have to do is turn on one of your local daytime channels and you'll get that right. But you're not yeah. going to get it with any cards and you're not going to get it with uncut sheets either. Um, you know, we'll, <laughs> again, we'll have people on um, pretty much no limitations um, as far as people that are in the hobby and, you know, we preface the show. We say, like, this is how it's going to go. It's very structured and, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's very transparent. And, uh, you know, it, it is a edited show. So yeah. if someone says something pretty darn out of line that we just don't want to post, right? we, we edit it out. But I, yeah. um, we've had guys like Colin Shoemaker on who, you know, he says some wild stuff. Um, great guy, by the way. Uh, says some yeah. wild stuff. <laughs> And I gave him the raw file of the entire episode <laughs> yeah. and he put it on his Patreon. So like, mm. you know, what we put out there was an edited copy and yeah. uh, that's, there's a reason why. So yeah, yeah I, I respect that. And uh, 
Yeah, I, I got to get better with editing too. But for me, it's it's uh, I'm not good at it. Again, I'm trying to figure out what I like to do, what I don't like to do. Right now, I'm not a fan, or I don't love editing, so I don't do it as much. But you know, uh, I do I do love editing. Maybe not podcasts, but CapCut using CapCut to make content. Yeah. That's easy. I love using my phone to make content. It's just that when it comes to the uh, a raw audio recording or a streamyard, it's just. I find that to be harder to edit, just, you know, to share with people behind the curtain stuff. But when it comes down to, you know, like what you're putting out there, like, let's say I have someone on and I knew that they were going to controversial and they don't adhere to the, to my, uh, my boundaries. I'm not gonna say rules or parameters, just my, sure. my boundaries. Of course. And they don't, and if they don't respect boundaries, what's to just say I record with someone for an hour and just go, you know what? Um, I'm just not going to release it. Right. Yeah. That's the simple Your answer show. is it's, it's not live at least now, right now my podcast isn't live. And if we record and I just find that it's not good, it's not evil of me or bad of me to just go, Hey, this just doesn't, this wasn't worthy of publishing, you know? So that's the, when you are the podcast host, you do get to hold that, that card. And, and I haven't had to use it yet because I've had amazing, awesome guests like all throughout, but, and I hope that continues to be the case. But that is the power you do hold as a podcast host. Definitely. Definitely. We have a Jordan update, by the way. He's texting me right now and he has lost power officially. I'm not sure if there is a storm in the Chicago area. Maybe the, uh, the air is being cleaned out, make that storm pass and <laughs> ready for us to uh, go breathe all that clean air in uh, at the National next week. I mean, I don't know. It is the summer and we are talking about, uh, you know, people with with heat waves. We've got rolling blackouts. So totally get it. Totally get it. For sure. All right, Danny. So last question. Oh, last um, time flies, man. Wow. Unbelievable. It's like, how are we done with this? This is crazy. Yeah. yeah. What is your dream collaboration? So, again, not with Sports Card Stanley and Alex Batchan and <laughs> uh, Uncut Sheets, right? Dream collaboration. You know, um, I, I hate, no, I, I don't, the reason I'm having a hard time answering this is I haven't really had time to think about that. I don't have a dream collaboration. I would love, I would be, again, so long as people are civil, respectful, professional, of course. I'll, I'll collaborate with anyone. It doesn't matter how big or small the, the platform is. Um, if they are a creator, if they're a fellow creator and they love doing this, I mean, again, not for clicks, not for likes, not for all that. But if you just love the hobby and you want to do something. And I, I remember when I was when I had no following and no platform and people wouldn't. There are some people who gave me the time of the day. Some people gave me no time of the day. And I will say I'm still at the point where I'm responding to all the DMs that I get as much as I can, so long as it's not like a scam account or a fraud account. Oh but when it comes down to people who are genuinely loving the hobby, like people know, like when they DM me, like they'll people I've never, uh, you know, engaged with, or I didn't even know they were following me. They're just like, Hey, you know, can you tell me what your opinion is on this market or that market? And then we'll just talk. And um, I love doing that, even if I think, you know, I, I tell people, please don't ask me about the baseball market, because I will just give you the general idea of like a, a newbie. But to <laughs> think that people actually value or respect my well, I think we should all respect our opinion, each other's opinions. But to, yeah, for, to, to think that people value my opinion, like that's really cool. That's I really appreciate that. So I'll collaborate with really like anyone, anyone. Awesome. Well, I think that you're, and that's, that's great to say. Yeah, there you have it, guys. Uh, 
he'll collaborate with anybody, anybody. Yeah, so that's good. Why not? Um, I think that you are only seeing like a small uh, tip of the entire like pie that the hobby has to offer you. Mm. Tip of the pie. Hmm. Piece of crust, maybe. Piece of crust. There um, we go. Because we I, think you're, I think you're going to have a lot of success in this hobby. Like you're just such a great personality. Thanks. Um, I saw like when we were on Reckless together. Yeah. I saw this guy who wanted to, like you said, you'd been absorbing content yeah. over and over and over for a few years. And I saw someone who was just like a caged animal waiting for that door to swing open. <laughs> full of your personality, your opinions, your content. And dude, it's, it's, it's open now and you're out there and I'm glad that, uh, that you found you, well, you essentially created your own podcast and you have your voice out there. So I'm, I'm excited for your future and what is to come. I, I blame Courtney. I blame Rob Gerard for having me on their pods. I blame you for giving me so much information and knowledge. Like you really helped me in the beginning uh, and, and throughout, like you're, you're helping me open some doors and uh, I think we should all just continue to learn and grow uh, and, you know, let's grow together and let's learn together. Right. So that's my main thing. And I really don't think that one collector is better than the other. Like we should all just continue to strive to be better people in and out of the hobby because we're all works of works in progress so um thank you for seeing that potential when you said like that caged animal like i feel that uh, and i haven't been like consuming content for years like really like it's not even been a full year since i got back into the hobby i mean was i watching a lot of youtube things back in from 2007 to 2012 and 2012 was my first ever national so the one in uh, Rosemont's going to be my second one ever, but so much has Me changed too. in the hobby in, in like 11 years. But when it comes to what I'm doing in the hobby, like, I don't know if it's a lane or, or a niche. I just love doing what I do uh, because it is a hobby and I still have so much like love and passion for it. And, and it's not just the things I do or the cards I collect. It's the people you have been so super nice. And, you know, the reckless fam and, and, and these podcasters who I learn from, who I DM, there are some people who will just hi hat me and not and not respond, which I get. Oh, yeah. I mean, some people are busy, but for the people who saw the potential in me or respected me when I had nothing um, to offer, I mean, I think that's the measure of a person, man or woman, when you're able to help someone out when you would likely expect nothing in return, and that you you there's no you don't have any perceived value of what they could provide you for, to do something good for them i think that's like the selflessness that i aspire to as well so that's that's what i remembered uh, and again it's not we're talking like years of making content but yeah in a short amount of time like i make these random memes because i'm like you know i wonder what these memers go through um and and <laughs> so i want to you know memers are people too um, but no, it's been so much fun and it's continue. It's going to continue to be fun. That's what I'm about. That's like my quote unquote brand. And I, I hate to even use that word or I dislike using that word because it sounds so ridiculous. Yeah. But I think the main thing that for that, uh, for the listeners who think that that's kind of like corny or cheesy is your brand is whatever people say about you when you're not in the room. And, um, and, and we know that always happens, right? Whenever you have a group of people, whether they're, whether it is, is a good gossip, is a bad gossip, is a gossip at all. But I think for me, I just want people to, uh, my, there's so much bad out there in the world and so much good, but I, I choose to be part of the, the wholesome, fun, positive content because, 
that is that's that is me. And people say, be you. And that's what I'm going to continue to do. Don't you just wish you could be in that room, though, and they just don't know it. So that way you get the authentic feedback. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not the filtered or the. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I. You yeah, know what? Podcast, dude. Love it. Listen to it all the time. And there, then there, 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 right, is, go. there are two sayings. One is never meet your heroes. And then the second one is ignorance is bliss. Maybe maybe it's better to not know what people actually think, because yeah, I, I guess at this point, I am by no means any sort of medium to big fish in the pond. But like, I imagine some people are talking about me. I just hope it's in a positive way. But if it's not like I, there's nothing I can do about it. Right. There's only so much you can you control, control in life. There's there's really nothing you can control other than what you put out there in content. And so and how I'm many hours continue. of NBA jam you play? I, you know, my neighbor, I don't have the arcade in my house, but my neighbor has it across the street that I can have access to anytime I want. So I, I got to say, I look forward to meeting all of you in national people who are listening to this. Come find me, say hello. I don't bite unless, well, sometimes I might, but just as food, just as food, just the food. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I really just can't wait to have all our multiverses come together in the hobby. Like I'm really excited about that. And for you to have me on, I, I was kind of like, what are we going to do or talk about? But clearly you guys have a good structure. Clearly. Um, I don't mind talking. So we had a good time. I don't know if anyone learned anything, but this was a heck of a lot of fun. That's for sure. Yeah. The structure, everything, even my voice is just all powered by AI. Thank you for AI for making my job much easier. Um, it's actually welcome. beating my heart right now too. Uh, AI is, is, is completely revolutionized podcasting. So thank you very much. AI technology. That is the same technology we used for Tony Stark. <laughs> But uh, anyways, well, we want to thank you for having me. We want to thank you for coming on to our show. Uh, I'll speak on behalf of Jordan and I. It was a pleasure. Um, Jordan still, let's see, the latest update is I have no power and have began to sweat. All right. Didn't need to know that. <laughs> didn't need to know that, you know, but it is what it is. It, it, again, heat waves, rolling blackouts. That's all part of it. Perspiration, maybe. Um <laughs> Yep, it. this is about that time to end the show. So yes. hey, where can we find your podcast, your Instagram? Just give us everything. Yeah, can. just um, I don't I have other socials, but really Instagram community is the one I love the most. And it's Denny underscore cards. And when it comes to the podcast, it is a mouthful. The card diary by Hobby S. Thompson. But if people DM me or ask me for the link, uh, you just let me know whether it's Spotify or Apple and I'll send it to you. But I just um you know, thank you for allowing me to kind of share that. But I feel like I'm like, you either get me and know me or you don't. Like, I don't know if I'm going to gain any new yeah. listeners or followers and not because you don't have the platform, but I just feel like I'm out there. Uh, if you're about the the brand that I have, which is fun and having a good time and just like, just kind of being silly, then you like it. But if if you don't, then I'm not, you know, again, my soup isn't right for you. Boom. There you have it. All right, Denny, we appreciate you. And uh, hey, we all have to come back on. We'll see you at the National. Yes. And we'll do some content together. So Thank you so much. Take Thank care. You, all right, guys, that was another episode of the Uncut Sheet sponsored by Alt.xyz, available on all app platforms, uh, Apple and Samsung. So guys, take care.